0: It's March. And it's madness. And you know what that means? Brains explode. (laughs) We see upsets everywhere. We see 16s, 15s, 14s. They're all cruising by. Embarrassing, embarrassing opponents. But K-State's not one of them.
1: K-State prevails to go to the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16, John. I can't believe it. What a life.
0: What a year. What a game. What a year. What a year. The, <laughs> the real Wildcats uh, win again, of course, this is bank to bank times. Uh, we own, uh, that fraud of a coach John Calperry in Kentucky. Uh, I mean, he, he had his great moments back in 2011 with Anthony Davis. Uh, and now they're just falling off a cliff. And I mean, they just can't be K state now. They just can't be K state. Uh, they can't make it out of a round of 32. Um, I mean they the last time they have was twenty nineteen um which for blue blood is pathetic and sad um but nonetheless uh I it, uh, a little bit more on my band turbo Kentucky in a little bit uh but k state just an absolutely fantastic win uh and now you're gonna go to the sweet six team uh just for the uh just for the performance you put up and the reward that uh and now you're gonna get the opportunity to play at msg and i think that's just really cool man it's really cool
1: yeah the little apple playing in the big apple and most importantly of course john getting i mean four of our players you know from the new york area getting to play you know they talked about it on the broadcast marquise Doyle hadn't been back home in three years and what a way to come back home uh traveling playing the sweet 16 at madison square garden which i'm sure is a dream for a lot of them uh, let's before we get into this game, John. Let, let's just get the plugs out of the way. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, shaking Blake seven eight five, and uh, follow the podcast if you haven't yet, and leave a review. Um, we're all over this NCAA tournament content, and we'll keep delivering it to you as soon as we can. Um, we will be doing a live show on Wildcat 91.9, one nine Friday from six to seven p.m. I will not be there. Uh, John will be there alongside Anthony Georgia, so Woo! um, it'll probably be better. <laughs> um so make sure oh. to check... <laughs> so make sure to check that out um because we'll have you'll get the uh reactions to the michigan state game but let's
0: talk let's talk let's stay the present john it's gonna be called the shake and bake show there you go minus v l yeah l in your name loser <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man let's get into this game john obviously listen you're not living under a rock you know what happens 75 69 the k-state wildcats beat the kentucky wildcats which i mean blue just such an ugly color john purple is just so far superior
0: but they also they also have uh the the uh abbreviations uk on there uh i mean that's also pretty disgusting it's not the other way around which would be the most ugliest thing i i'd see in mankind but yeah, uh, UK is still pretty disgusting as well.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of angles to kind of tackle this game. There's a lot of stories to cover. Um, it was quite an interesting game, and we somehow managed to come out with a victory. But uh, what's the, what do you want to start with, John? What stood out to you most about this game?
0: Well, I, I think both teams they were just playing to their strengths, and they were also ex, uh, exposing or exploiting the weaknesses of their opponents. Uh, K-State put Oscar Chibwe in a ball screen on almost every position. Uh, Noel just completely torched him all game, uh, whether, he, whether he came to the level or played in a drop. I mean, Noel made almost the right decision uh, just about almost every time. Uh, and there might not be a better playmaker in the tournament just with what we've seen from him so far. It, it looked like um, things might have gotten out of hand for Kentucky in the first half. Um, offen offensively, though, they were uh, in this game, they played fast. They were able to get into the paint and get their touches, um, uh, as it's been all season with Kentucky, they, and when the pace slowed down, the inability to deform a defensive faltered, uh, their ability to score and the lack of rim pressure as well for Kentucky from the backcourt was a killer this year, but there should be no questions about this team effort that, uh, well, both teams' efforts uh, today, because Kentucky, they had some really good plays, especially from Oscar Sheboy inside the paint. But K-State wanted it more at the end. A lot of guys didn't, particularly Marquis Noel. He had himself one hell of a day. You um, also, uh, also had the likes of Keontae Johnson and Ishma Sood coming away with, uh, with, with cl- uh, clutch uh, shots to really seal the deal. Um, a lot of uh, action inside the paint. From the likes of Naquan Tomlin, uh Ishmasu to a lesser degree, and David Gassan, um, just providing a lot of pressure uh to Oscar Shibuy uh when he was inside the basket. You would have to need two or three guys just completely getting on him. But nonetheless, um just uh it just a overall fantastic performance. But yeah, I think the one thing that really stands out to me the most is um the way K-State was able to just completely uh, not just well, not just take Sheaway out of a game, but take for the uh, rest of the Kentucky uh roster completely out of a game as well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting kind of watching this game, John. The whole time, even when we looked at our worst during this game, even when we couldn't hit a three pointer for the entire half, the whole time I still felt like we were the better team. And I think part of that has to do with the turnovers i think kentucky this entire game they could have i think they could have easily won this game if they didn't have 16 turnovers to k-state's eight and that's been a struggle for k-state this whole year we've talked about it turnovers and to have half as many turnovers as the other team i mean that's
0: a huge stat second lowest total this season second uh second total lowest k-state had eight turnovers uh against tucky and i mean just the ball control was completely there um the the execution was there as well they they there was a lot more urgency from what i've seen i i know i use the term urgency a lot but we've seen throughout uh big 12 play in the big 12 tournament um i mean just just a few sluggish plays here and there and we didn't really see a whole lot of that today
1: yeah and it's funny I mean, we've talked about oscar Shibway how we kind of contained him and that was definitely the feeling watching the game you feel like he wasn't as big of a factor sometimes on the offensive glass I think you got to give credit to Naquan Tomlin who sometimes was literally just staring Oscar Shibway right in the face as a ball was going off the rim he's like if you don't get the ball then it's probably pretty likely that we're getting the ball so I'm just going to make sure you don't get the ball but like he still dropped 25 and 18 on us and shot it really well he made his free throws too got to give him credit for that so, I mean, even in a game where it felt like we kind of contained him, split up 25 and 18 and just an absolute monster. Um, so I talked about it a little bit earlier, but this is the other kind of big storyline besides turnovers for me in this game is the three point shooting. I mean, I don't know if they re-leveled the rims you know <laughs> before the game or something but neither team could really buy a bucket in the first half and that totally changed in the second half both teams field goal percentage in the second half were a lot better both like almost at 55% um state 0 of 12 from 3 12. in the first half um you know we did struggle with some turnovers but to go into halftime with the lead you know I think 29-26 um, especially the way we did it with a no-look alley-oop to Naquan Tomlin. I mean, oh my goodness, that was probably the na- – especially with the behind-the-back before, that's some of the nastiest that, like passes I've seen from Noel, who was totally in his bag the it's, entire
0: game. It's like watching Florida Gulf Coast, you know, when they put <laughs> George down, yeah. I had the no-look pass with his right hand. He tossed it up uh, with uh, to his teammate, and he just hammered it down. I mean – i mean this is this team is so entertaining to watch i mean they'll have a few missed dunks here and there but i mean i mean when they just bring the hammer on so many sub on so many occasions uh i mean uh, a la oklahoma on senior day i mean they just bring the thunder and it turns the k-state it turns the k-state fan base upside down uh well upside down in a good way yeah. um just seeing that, um, I, I mean, I did want to, I did want to say, I'm a three vote. Uh, I'm a three point shooting though. K State was five of twenty one overall. They were five of twenty one, but, but let me tell you this: the last four three, K State made their last four threes to seal the game. Um, K State heated up from the outside with uh, one clutch free pointer after the next. Uh, Marquise Noel made three shots from beyond the arc in the second half. He showed a lot more emotion. Uh, each each of them by turning uh, to the Kentucky bench as well, just celebrating with a gesture of his right arm. I mean, I just love seeing that as well. His teammates came through, though. His teammates um, uh, with timely swishes as well. Ishma Sued just, just from far away. Uh, came, I mean, he came off a bench to drain what was an unlikely three. He only had two attempts the entire game. Two attempts. And he just and he just drills one from from way deep, like right next to the K, uh to Jerome Tang and the K State bench in the final three minutes. And then yes, Keontae Johnson uh getting a step back three just uh to seal it as well when he didn't have uh his best performance as well. So nonetheless, uh it was a disappointing three point shooting effort, but um uh, just just coming uh coming up clutch when it mattered most, I thought. Um about something great to take away. And uh it, I mean, I mean the three point shots were going were going to click. I mean, if you had a few great shots here and there. Uh it just it just didn't connect in the first half, but they found their stride late and um uh, just just uh, an unbelievable moment there just to really uh put Kentucky uh with uh on their uh with their backs against the walls.
1: Yeah, we hit the, those three threes. You know, the Keontae or uh, Noel's step back ish three, and then Keontae's step back. This just kind of came out of nowhere, considering how we shot it. You know, previously you're like, "You really want to do that?" That was just a perfect switch, and me and my family were going absolutely oh crazy for that.
0: When when Keontae <laughs> when Keontae knocked down at three, my dad and I were losing our minds, <laughs> and we were just high fiving each other. He was holding he was holding my pet dog. Uh my my mom was my mom's my mom was just kind of uh, kind of in the zone she didn't really know how to react um uh I should say this as well how how what I mean a big win for Ishmael uh I mean because I mean a big win overall for Ishmael not just with a three pointer but where he's done it as well he's played basketball in the state of North Carolina at Wake Forest it's kind of a homecoming for him. Uh, in in the NCAA tournament, uh, for his for his sake,s uh, and and now he's going to be joining some of the other guys in the uh uh, in the, uh some of the other uh, guys who've grew, who've grown up in New York, and uh, I just think that's a really cool opportunity. You get to go back to to one I mean, to one original place you played basketball at, and now you're and now you're going back to really uh re- really when it started kicking in and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, really great for him to put on a show, you know, from North Carolina we had played before. But, John, uh, we talked about some of the great moments near the end, the last few minutes of the game. But it starting in the second half, again, we had that three-point lead after the big lob and a huge momentum going into halftime. But we come out and we kind of just take a big old dump the first two and a half minutes, which, which means, you know, Coach Tang has to call a timeout. Because we had, I mean, we had like three turnovers and just breakaway layups. And Kentucky, you know, took a four-point lead right away. And it was just looking then they kind of held that all the way up until that the four minute mark when we started being able to knock down a couple threes. So it looked really bleak. But I knew, you know, watching all these tournament games that if you just stay in the fight, you keep it at four to five points and then eventually you make a run. And we made our run and it was at the perfect time and we handled it
0: really well. Especially um for one of Marquise Noel's threes, Kentucky was up by two possessions. What was it, sixty fifty six? He drains a he drains a deep three, uh, cutting it to a one point game. If he didn't connect on that one, Kentucky might have been uh pushing uh kind of put uh pushing this game uh near the end uh more comfortably. But instead, Kate Marquise connects on a three. You had a few additional Kentucky turnovers, and then of course just um the three point spurts but just continue to uh start start going off and uh here we are now now we're now we're uh we own Kentucky uh and now we're 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 looking uh towards Madison Square Garden
1: yeah, we're slowly getting our revenge, John, for that 1951 National Championship loss. We're still holding a grudge.
0: Well, well, well dude, er, well, let me tell you, Ernie Barrett, I guarantee you, uh, if he was watching this game at the Metal uh Retirement Homes, I'm sure he was just running down the halls, uh, just <laughs> just in celebrating his butt off. I mean, he was... He was one. He was one of the guys, Mr. K State, who I'm referring to. He was the one. Uh, one of the guys in the national championship game lost to Kentucky. Um, you you may recall a few years back, um, uh, when K State beat Kentucky in Atlanta for the Sweet 16. Ernie Barrett went into the locker room and he just started hugging everybody, like all the players, all the coaches. I mean, he he wanted that one over Kentucky more and uh, more than everybody else did, and I'm sure. And I'm sure he's he's feeling the same way today.
1: Yeah, really great win for that, that is a video I would love to see John Ernie Barrett's reaction to Keontae Johnson's three or just the win in general. That would be that would be really great. Um, I mean this this game is really interesting to look. If you just didn't watch this game, and look at the stats. You knew it would be an interesting game because we I mean, you know Kentucky had 19 offensive rebounds. They out rebounded us by 19. They won the rebounding battle 44 to 25. But, I mean, one more thing I kind of want to talk about this, Sean, in terms of, um, you know, how it was the pace. I mean, starting this game out, you know, we had 20 fast break points in this game to Kentucky's eight. Now, some of that was from Kentucky's turnovers. But, man, I mean, the pace of this game was just brisk. I mean, we were flying up and down the court um, even more than we, you know, normally do. I think we can push the pace if we want to. And I think this was a choice uh, made by the team to maybe, you know, because Oscar Sheboy is obviously such a threat on defense in the paint, you know, to get him out of it and be able to drive kind of with some more freedom.
0: The well the thing uh as well, and I think you might recall this, um, uh, when CBS uh uh did the interview with Tang during the during one of the timeouts, um they said you I mean K State's been called from shooting from three what what are you planning on uh what what it was your um next game plan uh we're gonna try and attack the paint is what Jerome Tang said and really I mean we we all know Oscar Sheeway, he likes to. <laughs> we know how big of a defensive threat he is inside the paint. Um, came away with a few big defensive plays. Uh, but and we kind of saw this with Fairly Dickinson and Purdue as well. But we saw some of the smaller guys, uh, go up against the likes of Zach Eady and and which today Oscar Sheeway, not only were they more athletic, they were just more dynamic when it comes to speed um just uh with the timing as well getting them confused uh marquise noel i mean every screen opportunity he gets he goes behind oscar sheaway and was just able to connect um so i mean really this team thrives uh thrives off of speed um timing and and execution
1: and that all comes to marquise noel I mean, the reason we're able to get all these easy layups and these cool dunks is because of Marquise Noel, his nine assists in this game, the only four turnovers and 27 points, obviously. He seemed to be the only... Yeah, the only guy who seemed to could make a three... I mean, he was just, some of these passes he was making were just unbelievable, especially considering the size of Kentucky and being able to see over some of these guys and make some just unbelievable passes. The behind the back one obviously was really great in the lob too, but it just seemed like every single pass he was making was the right read at the right time. Think of our guy, you know, the best opportunity for the best luck. And then one more thing we got to talk about, John, going down the stretch, the, that last minute Uh, we made our free throws. I mean, we, Marquise Dewell, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. And this was a five, six point game to a minute left. Uh, we obviously had that fun inbound play, you know, that they call Mahomes, uh, which I'm, I'm guessing you love John, you must love that. Uh, but it worked really well basically setting a bubble screen for Marquise Dewell. But I think our end of game situation stuff was really well done. we made our free throws and I mean, you know, I, you kind of get flashbacks to some situations in previous years where we totally choked at the end. So it was great to see us remain clutch in an extremely important situation.
0: Well, I mean, I, I mean, there's no other guy that you would like to have a free pro line and no, Noel, well, he was just draining free pro up to free pro uh, down uh, uh, late in the game. And, and you also had Desi Sales who who came away with two uh, cru- critical free throws as well to push the case take lead to. Uh, five or seven at a time, and while Kentucky was just able to connect on the end, I mean it just simply wasn't enough. And um, and and um, Jerome Tang. Uh, I mean, we we don't we don't really talk about this a whole lot, and maybe and maybe some others have, but the inbounds passes are have just been um uh, really re- really been uh, uh beneficial for us. I mean, whether it's on our side where. We get the inbounds pass to the likes of Naquan Tomlin or Keontae Johnson or Desi Sales variable to connect inside. And then uh, when Casey has to go across the court, um, you you see teams uh, providing a lot of pressure uh, um, before the timeline uh, uh, up uh, front court. um, You're seeing seeing, uh, more players get open uh, every so often. And um just the way he does it 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 just not only it just not only confuses the team but it confuses the fans on just like how are they able to get this open uh uh, with with the other team just not recognizing it so um i thought it was well executed down the stretch i'm not a fan of the of the of of what they call it though uh it could be a little bit better but nonetheless uh, uh great execution down the stretch
1: yeah, maybe, maybe they can switch it to the Russell Wilson after the next and now, NFL uh,
0: season. That backfire, so that backfire. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, John. Anyway, you, you, you just want to bring up those
1: Mahomes references every show, man. Just it just, I, it's not my fault that that's what the play is called and that's what he talked about. Oh. Well, anyway, it's very obvious to tell this team is extremely well coached. And I think, you know, obviously K-State fans knew how great Tang was. I think the national media who were, who knew, knew how great Tang was. But I think it's so great on a stage where, I mean, pretty much everybody was watching. There wasn't another college basketball game on. To put on a show like this, even though we didn't shoot it well, but just, you know, for Marquise Noel to do what he did and for us to win the way that we did was just really awesome. And hopefully, you know, it's a great recruiting tool as well and to kind of add to K-State's, you know, legacy.
0: Well, well let me tell you, um, just go back um a, a year ago at this point. He when he and um when Jerome Tang uh and 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 I think there's been a story about this or two, but uh, when uh Tang and Marquise Noel they they went out to lunch one day, he told no Noel he was gonna do everything in his power to make the NCAA tournament. And Noel responded, but he said he didn't care if K-State only had five players on the roster, they were going to make the tournament. And he also pointed out that Kimball Walker uh, winning the national championship uh, with an inexperienced team was a heavy factor. And they were also a pretty low seed at the time. Number seven, a-, a-, a seventh seed. Um, they won the NCAA tournament or was it a nine seed? It could have been one of the two seeds, but nonetheless, no Wells confidence, uh, uh, not just with himself, not just within himself, uh, but the entire team it, uh, made the K state coaches wanted to work that much harder to put together a roster capable of doing big things uh, out out of respect for him and knowing what he has deserved.
1: Yeah, it's really great for the team overall. And with the win, they advance to the Sweet 16, obviously for the first time since 2018. And will take on the seven-seeded Michigan State Spartans. So a chance to beat Kentucky and Michigan State in the same tournament. Um, it would be a little bit nice. Maybe if Duke would have won. There would have been a shot to beat all three of the Big Blue Bloods, which would have been really
0: cool. I'm well, uh, this. Well, I'll give you this. K-State's now the highest seed uh, currently in the Sweet Sixteen. They're currently a three seed. Tennessee's a four. Michigan State's a set. Uh, Michigan State's a seven. And Florida Atlantic, they just beat Fairly Dickinson. Uh, they are a nine seed. So in terms of the seeding implications, this works out perfectly for K-State uh, to try and make a run. Uh, for the final four, and I'm not saying that Michigan State or Tennessee very, very good, or uh Florida Atlantic they're gonna be kickwalks. um but um uh, nonetheless, you really love to be in the position right now. You don't have to you don't you don't have to uh, uh, focus on the uh on really, I mean just teams that have been highly more more highly talked about for the media uh team I mean just teams that have a little more of an upper edge on the seating line with Marquette going out earlier today and Purdue uh, just crap in the bed against Fairleigh Dickinson uh, two days ago. So uh, just another thing to point out right there.
1: Yeah. I only need to pack the road uni or the home unis for uh, Madison square garden, which will be really cool. Um,
0: I want to see us wear lavenders. Yeah. I think that would be fun. I think that'd be pretty cool. I doubt it's going to happen. But yeah, it'd it'd be look it'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna keep riding with the script. I uh, obviously don't mind it. I think those unis are great. Um, so yeah, matchup with Michigan State. If we won, we would play the winner of FAU in Tennessee in the Elite Eight, which uh, we'll definitely see about that. We don't. I don't mean I don't have like a, a scouting report on Michigan State, John. I s-
0: <laughs> saw they finished fourth oh, in the Big Ten. I got one stat from um, from Cole Manbeck of uh, uh, KC Sports Network. Shout out to him. K-State improved at 15 and 2 today against teams uh turning over opponents 19 uh, percent or less uh in of their possessions. Uh in Michigan State, they ranked 345th nationally, uh turning over opponents on just 14% uh, of their possessions, which is the lowest of any K-State opponent uh the entire season. Um so I, I don't necessarily know if that's gonna work work to our advantage. I, I haven't fully um, just looked up a Michigan State Marquette game. Uh, fully, I mean, I, I I've been kind of looking up and down. Just we just keep kept on reacting to K State, but uh, every time I keep looking up, I I see, uh, Michigan State. They they were off to a big lead. Marquette uh, and Shaka Smart comp- Shaka Smart Company. They were able to kind of make their uh kind of scratch and claw their way back, but Michigan State um, uh, Michigan State was able to pull uh put it together and Tom Izzo uh one of the best to do it in the business he I mean he will I mean he always turns it up during March uh, as well so he, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a coaches matchup uh two talented terrific coaches um just another game that I'm gonna be very excited for uh and, and just a new opponent as well I mean we've seen Kentucky over the years Wisconsin um who else am I missing uh some other blue and Golds teams that I don't want to mention because we lost to them um but Mich- uh, but it's a new opportunity you d- I don't think we played a big 10 team of uh, this season so uh, a crack at Michigan State at Madison Square Garden it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out yeah it's going to be
1: a really cool environment great homecoming for a lot of our players like we mentioned before. And I mean, it's just really exciting to see K State the second weekend of March Madness, and it's just overall great for morale. I might have to uh, send a letter to my professors that I'm going to need an extra week of spring break to, you know, mentally recover from this game and then mentally prepare for the game on Thursday.
0: Well, I mean, so, you're men- well, you're mentally preparing to do more action in Kansas City.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm going to be watching Houston and Texas and Xavier, and then uh, as we're recording this. Miami is up 12 against Indiana, so maybe i will I'll maybe see Nigel pack because uh yeah, the uh Midwest region is obviously in Kansas City oh, you you won't, year, see
0: any, you won't see any crimson and blue there this year? no nope. any goodness. cardinal cardinal or gold over there, yep uh, so. speaking of which you John, want to, John you, doing, you want to, oh sorry, you want to even see any more gold and black from Columbia either, so
1: no, nope. I was just going to say, John, do we want to take a minute? take a few minutes to uh talk about
0: or maybe just you know just cackle at yeah, uh, KU yeah you know what oh uh, well let's just let's make fun of more teams than just uh, KU I mean I mean come on I And mean, Missouri yeah, too <laughs> yeah Missouri I mean KU I mean Jalen Wilson had one heck uh of a career as a Jayhawk um uh Juan Harris also had a pretty good game for KU in Des Moines but I said if there was any team that was capable of beating KU uh in the in that region, I was gonna be Arkansas. They had a they had a roster who was who was completely loaded, a lot more healthier than they have been during uh during the um uh SEC play. They were preseason picked fifth. Um I was all in with uh on my pick with Arkansas on on um on my ESPN tournament challenge and I was able to get that get that to go. So Thank you to uh, to Arkansas and Hog Nation, uh, wu Pig Sui, uh, Kansas fans. You can continue to suck my ass. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry for the profanity uh, or part of my French, whichever way you you want to call it. But dude, I, I I am I'm sick and tired of. I mean, dude, I am tired of hearing all of these Kansas fans talking about their national championship and saying, Oh, we're going to run it back. They're going to run it back. You can't even beat a, you can't even beat a, a, an eight seed in, in Arkansas. Uh, so, and now you're going to be on the couch watching uh, your so-called little brother uh, play in the sweet 16. Uh, so uh, wishing Bill self also nothing but the best. I understand it was a little bit difficult uh, just not having him on the sideline, but, uh just because he didn't just because uh he didn't coach didn't mean uh KU was gonna win uh this game. Arkansas they wanted it more at the end, uh and they they just got it done. I mean that's all I could say. Uh and then on top of that, uh Missouri lost to the damn nerds uh from uh from Princeton. Uh I mean they, they just got completely torched, blown, whichever way you want to call it, uh Dennis Gates. Uh, another good first-year head coach performance, but uh, overall in his first year. But uh, you can't beat an Ivy League team. It is a dangerous conference, by the way. As you have, I mean, they were not even the one seed in their league tournament because, yeah, it was a one seed. Cornell was also very dangerous. Um, so there was a good chance that they could have pulled an upset in which Princeton – he beat Arizona the day before, uh, and they completely smacked uh the, the hell out of Missouri. So uh big win, uh big win for Prince uh for Princeton there in the Sweet 16. Uh and just another Kansas City team that that's gonna have to be uh watching uh watching K State on, on on their TV uh on their uh couches. Uh I, I mean we're doing our best and I mean I mean what what can I what can I say? We're we're just gonna run the KC Metro. I mean, we already have for football, we beat KU and Missouri at home, we beat Iowa State and Ames, uh, and next thing you know, those three teams are out of the NCAA tournament, meanwhile we're in the Sweet 16, so uh, it's a great time to be a Wildcat, Blake, what What can I say, what can I say? That's my little tangent, uh, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's up to us to represent not only the state of Kansas, but the Big 12 as well. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, the, the KU and Missouri fans are just going to have to sit and, uh, well, you know, I think I've seen some nice KU fans on Twitter who, you know, are rooting for us to represent, you know, the state of Kansas and they like Tang, which is sweet, but uh, there definitely are a lot of, uh, very big KU fans. How
0: about about this for a rarity? I mean, Jayhawk takeover of all accounts, (laughs) uh, he was, he was cheering for K state. Now I know why, because they don't want Kentucky to get any more wins and, trying to take over at winning his program and call it basketball. But nonetheless, I mean that's that's a rare sight to see. Jayhawk take over of all accounts. He was rooting yeah rooting his ass off for K-State and, and a few other KU fans as well. So um Kansas are Kansas, I guess. Nah, uh screw Memorial victories though. I still hate them. Uh, <laughs> too. Uh but you met, you didn't mention that Bo. Uh, if TCU does lose to Gonzaga, K-State's gonna be the only current team of the Big Twelve that has no indications of either, uh, I mean, not not even be uh, joining the Big Twelve, which Houston is, or leaving the Big Twelve, and Texas and Texas will be. So, uh, it'd be it'd be pretty interesting to see how K State uh, is able to is able to perform for the Big Twelve, especially now that you're going up against some better competition in the Big Ten. I mean, it's a blue blood in Michigan State tennessee's also no slouch they they uh they annihilated duke uh and florida atlantic they could be a cinderella uh cinderella's uh, blah, uh <laughs> cinderella sleeper that's a tongue twister That yeah. that is a serious tongue twister so
1: yeah uh, yeah as we're recording this, because um, we don't record this like 11 p.m., uh, TCU is beating Gonzaga, but we will see what happens because it's March Madness and a lot can happen. But um, one more thing I do want to talk about, John, before we get out of here is kind of a takeaway that I have from the watching the tournament kind of in general because it's something that we've seen over the years. Obviously, a 16 seed beat a one for the second time this year. The second year in a row, you know, the third year in a row of 15 seeds beating a two – in the second year in a row, a, a 15 seeds at least made the Sweet 16. And I think it's just that we've seen all, all these upsets. It just seems like the talent gap has totally shrunk in college basketball. And we're seeing a lot more parity that we haven't seen, even though March Madness obviously has a lot of Cinderella's. But in ways that we've have, we've seen in like bigger proportions that we haven't seen in previous years.
0: Well, I'll tell, well, I'll tell you another interesting little fact. You know, you know where St. Peter's and Princeton are from? They're they're from the state <laughs> of New Jersey. Yeah. They're 15 seeds and they, I mean they they've just been cruising uh in in the first two rounds of March Madness and now they're going to be in the second weekend and also Fairleigh Dickinson. They're also from New Jersey as well. So um I mean those New Jersey mid-major programs completely dangerous during March. Uh, nonetheless I do agree. It's a lot of parity and I do understand I mean, kind of think thinking back to the K State Loyola game, uh, uh back in twenty eighteen. Um you had a few people was like, Why okay, why are we seeing K State and Loyola Chicago all teams uh in the Elite Eight? Um Why ha- heck, why are we seeing St. Peter's in the Elite Eight? I I mean well well it's just I, I even I gotta admit it. It's weird seeing some of these small teams in the Elite Eight, but it's really cool just seeing I mean, just with the talent that they're able that they're just the lack of talent that they're able to the to get, um, the facilities that they that they play in may not be up to par. Um, they they don't probably uh get a, a whole lot of revenue. Um it, it's 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 tough for those for those conferences and to see um some of those teams like a Princeton or a fairly Dinkinson uh or a Furman or a, or St. Peter's seeing those type of teams um make their way onto the big stage uh um and playing um playing uh for a high reward um it, it is really special I mean St Peter's St Peter's was one of the top eight teams last year St Peter's was one of the top eight teams last year Princeton's going to be a top 16 team uh, this year so I I mean it's it, it's it could be a it could be a little bit complicated I mean a, again but perception and all okay, why are we seeing this team and the elite are I mean, they're, they're kind of fluky. Um, uh, They're going to expect to lose, but I just don't see it that way. I just think it's a really cool. Uh, I just think it's really cool seeing these small schools uh, get the, uh, get on the biggest stage and uh, really make a name for themselves. Like we've seen with UMBC and, and, and schools like that.
1: Yeah. Basketball does have a bit of variance. There's a bit of luck involved in each game, which is what makes March Madness so fun with these one game things. But I think good basketball can be found in a lot of places now that it maybe couldn't be, you know, 20 years ago, with the rise of all these AAUs and you know, there's just I feel like the level of basketball has just risen to a really high level, you know, and a you know, rising tide raises all ships. So I think basketball is just overall getting better, and that's what makes the tournament more fun now. We've seen all these, you know, all these lower-seeded teams still be able to make these huge upsets and still play great basketball.
0: I mean I mean Ian Eagle even mentioned that as well. And I'm just gonna save us from a K State perspective, all right? Nobody had K State uh anticipating a sweet sixteen run. And I mean just at the beginning of now, the year. Well, yeah, the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean I'm sure people uh, well, yeah now. I mean that. well heck, the media the media was just completely piling up towards Kentucky. They I mean there was no love on Orion, but I anyways I digress. Uh but I mean preseason I mean, we were dead last. We didn't know what to expect from this team. uh, What the help of Keontae Johnson, how some of the other new guys were able to step up. um, But the coaching philosophy, Jerome Ting, is going to offer. And I mean, how was he going to be able to develop the atmosphere in Bramlage when it's just been completely dead, uh, uh, completely dead for up the past few years. and I mean, I mean, nobody really, I mean, everybody just thought of us as an act of thought, especially considering that the big 12 is the toughest league in college basketball. I'm sure nobody was thinking K-State was going to be able to contend uh, at, at the top, uh, one, two, three, you name it. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, now you're seeing K-State finish him, not just finish him the top three of the big 12. I mean, they have four more games till they win a national championship, but You got to take it one step at a time and Michigan state is going to be a great matchup. Uh, So just, I I, I don't really know where else to go, uh, but I'll just kind of conclude with this. Just seeing K state have the opportunity proving the doubters wrong. And now they're, now they're getting real deep into the postseason to now, which they can start dreaming big, have opportunities uh, to contend for for not just Elite eights, but now you can start thinking of Final Four National Championships as a possibility. It, it's just so exciting. Uh, as, as K-State fans, that we get to cherish this opportunity, uh, as well as just the team and the coaches uh, in general who have worked so hard and uh, put all of their time uh, into a season.
1: Yeah, but you said it, John. We need to take the advice of the Big 12 Championship National Anthem singer Jordan Sparks. And uh take it one step at a time. Oh so with with that, I think that's a great time to get out of here, John. Um, so obviously again, we'll have live show on Friday night on Wildcat 919. So you can listen um on the Wildcat 91.9 website or on the radio station, Wildcat 919, or you can download the app to uh listen to John and Anthony um shoot the breeze on k-state versus michigan state and then make sure you follow us on twitter so you know when we post new episodes follow the podcast and leave a review as well and remember guys if it's covid Paxlovid and cats by 90.
0: what what what, what? what? like
1: <laughs> you know those commercials you've seen those commercials right john <sighs>
0: cats by 90. <laughs> Ema. i